this week's episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Vizdira, Kit, Bria, and Flick. (laughs) (laughs) Last season, our party set plans in motion to give the world a fighting chance at survival when the beast returns in just over a year. Now, we've got some time before Season 10 releases, so until then, we'll be bringing you shorter episodes every other week, spotlighting some of the ongoing preparations for B-Day. Yeah, like oh. D-Day, but Beast. Yeah? No? No one else likes <laughs> it but me? Okay, well, thank you, Flick. Anyway, this week, we aim to take a look at plans for a teleportation circle and a global Glorp early warning system. Where will our adventurers place their teleportation circle? What bugs will they have to iron out with the warning system? And how long is this allegedly simple and short episode actually going to take? Let's find out. Hey, y'all. Hello. 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 Happy B-Day to That's what I... ya. Yeah. Happy B-Day <laughs> to ya. Oh, you stopped. I was... Okay. Oh, well, I mean, we have to keep going, don't we? Talk... Do we? we yeah, we're on a, a short podcast. episode. Oh, oh yeah. right, right. I did so, just oh, say that. I'm going to mess that up so bad right now. I, I have know. Two things to say. Please. <laughs> Number one, yesterday, Cheeky made a big grown-up advancement. Mm-hmm. She's sharing her dreams. Oh, <gasps> no. <laughs> like aspirations of the, for the future? Or Absolutely like not. Dreams? Like I was at the zoo and a witch turned me into a monkey kind of dreams. Your husband is in hell. So <laughs> she said it while he was in the room. Oh. And he was like, ugh. And then she's like, mommy, what did you dream about last night? And his whole face got so mad, but he was behind her. And then I told her what my dream was. And I was like, it was a bad dream. And I told her the dream. And then she gave me a big hug. And she's like, it's okay, mommy. It wasn't real. I was like, thank you. And I was like, doesn't it feel so nice to share your dreams? We should do this every morning with daddy. So (laughs) anyways, if any... One is a lawyer and would like to help me with my divorce papers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my condolences to the husband. But also, this is thrilling because now you can tell each other, which means I'll only hear the really choice ones, which I never mind the good you ones. Heard, you heard that dream from that day, too. It was really bad. It was a really oh, that bad one. Dream. Oh, yeah, that was a bad dream. Um, okay, so the other thing ugh, is a public compliment. Ew, what? I mean, sure, go ahead. And it's about you. Ew, uh, no, don't. <laughs> I have to do it, though. So I was listening to the Necroman Diary episode, which was the last one, and I was listening to it, and I'm listening to the story just like I was in real life, and I was just like, yeah, he's telling the story, whatever. Like you're reading from a book, but you're not. You're just making this shit up as you go. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing that you... Oh can do that. I don't understand. I literally can't even like pretend to speak in character and you're like create oh he's sinking and turning bright. I think <laughs> he's it might hiding be purple. behind his microphone. No 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 to be very clear, I am sinking down in my chair and hiding behind my microphone, but I'm red because it's a thousand degrees. <laughs> yeah, it's hot. <laughs> it's beautiful in California. That's gonna be actually the end of season ten. Everyone moved to my home. Stop bragging. <laughs> Thank really you expensive. for the compliment. Uh, that is very nice to hear because I do often worry when I start like spinning a yarn like that, that it actually doesn't make sense out of my own head. So that's nice to hear. It's so good. Thank you. That's all very kind. Um, I would like to move on from, from compliments now. Um, (laughs) shall, shall we, shall we discuss the preparations for B-Day? Happy B-Day to (laughs) you. Happy B-Day. That's all. That's Uh, all we all Thank you. I don't have to worry about a music transition now. We'll just do that. It's great. 
All right, so you all find yourselves. Uh, we are we're sort of nebulous time, right? Uh, we're gonna we're gonna deal with individual ideas that you all set in motion during last season. So you know, don't don't worry too much about the exact timing of each of these things. If and when that does matter for something, you know, we'll bring it up. But today, in particular, we are sort of dealing with two ongoing projects uh, that need to get started pretty early on in the year. But otherwise, uh, you know, timing is not, specific timing is is not of the essence. So the first two things that we're going to deal with, the things we're going to deal with this week are your teleportation circle. You all have discussed with Mirko and the Allglorp about creating a teleportation circle for a couple of different uses. I think we still need to figure out what that is. And then also that you want some Glorp folks to be spread out across the islands to give early warnings when an elemental upheaval is about to occur so that you can hopefully protect people and get people to start responding to the incursion or the upheaval uh, more quickly. So do you all have a preference with which one we start today? No. Great. I love an answer, even if it's in the negative. So we'll start with the circle, because it does seem like the simpler one. So you all are uh, together at some point uh, on the southern island with uh, Mirko, the Glorp Mirko, I should say, and the All Glorp down there. And the reason that you were called down here is because first and foremost, Mirko has news about his experiments with multiple Glorp Mirkos casting the teleportation circle to see if it could happen more quickly than a year. And in this presentation, what they tell you is that, unfortunately, it's something about the magic has to take time to sort of cure and solidify in place. It's not about, you know, Mirko only can cast this spell so many times in a day. It's that the magic sort of needs to marinate each day before it is recast. So unfortunately, it does look like it's just going to be a single teleportation circle available to you all in time for B-Day. And so the question today is is sort of where? Oh, yeah. T- Bria is shaking her head every time I say B-Day, but good luck like getting it. me to stop. I'm going to go ahead and roll for some persuasion. No, again, can't the use. For what? Your auto 24 to get me to stop calling it B-Day. I'm a real person. <laughs> Dira, what's your question? So, okay. So now that we know that a couple of Mercos cannot create extra uh, speed at the process, but can we designate different Mercos for different islands to have a couple different exit points? Well, remember that there's also only enough material components for this spell for one as well. Forgot about that. Yeah, because they're very specialized, highly refined, and it would take longer than you all have to refine enough for another one and still have, you know, 365 days or 360 days or what I don't remember how many days in a year in this world for it to, to settle. So before we decide exactly, because then the conversation, I guess, is if we only have one, where are we going to put it, right? Like, where does it need to be and where yeah. does it need to live? That's why they've called you here today is because Mirko has taken, it's probably been about a week or so of experimenting, trying a bunch of different ways to speed up the process. And and after that week, you know, Mirko sort of has come to you, given you this news and said, you know, now that we know it's time, I should really start on this so that we have, you know, we can make sure that it's done a few days early at the very least and make sure it all works and all of that. Well, I mean, if we're thinking about places maybe that are significant to us as a party, I'm going to go ahead and throw out the well. I think that's a perfectly good place to put the <laughs> transportation <laughs> circle. 
<laughs> I have a question before we answer them. What is Mirko's preparation of presentation? What direction what? are the chairs facing? Yeah. Is there any artwork on proposals? Are were we Easels. supposed to prepare? Yeah, like just I think it's I think it's our decision. Yeah, I think <laughs> he's presented the information that he has given. Your eye now. is twitching, DM. You, you're in the Alglorp chamber, so mm-hmm. there's Glorp. Yeah, uh-huh. and I think some pipes we said in there. Perhaps I refuse you... to believe that the Alglorp does not now have an easel and paper in there for me. I refuse to believe. What it. does he need with that? He's he doesn't have. Well, he has a lot of hands, I guess, but they doesn't use them. <laughs> <laughs> to placate so. me, I need to be placated. Yes. Oh, sorry. Bria also needs to be placated. <laughs> I think the Alglorp is actively not putting an easel to hand because you know it's centuries old. It it needs a little fun and amusement every now and again. So I think we need to discuss. Uh, Bizdira has had an idea about. Um, she's been really big into recycling lately, and so <laughs> how do we feel about asking the Lich? To help us reanimate some of our dead compatriots, if that happens, by taking the bodies to him to reanimate, to then get them back into the fight. I will I will merely toss in a thing that you would know, which is that any reanimation done is going to be literally that, right? They, these folks will be coming back as undead, oh. not revivified or some such. I, I'm aware of that. It's just a matter of... You know, if we only have, say, you know, X50, you know, 50 humanoids or people that are willing to help us from X Island, like, if they die, we're kind of shit out of luck. So can we, you know, if they're willing to let us put their bodies in the transportation circle, send it to the Lich, have them reanimate them, and then just have more of an army of undead. Yes, like. Well, that was my question. I assume you're meaning, like... Once the battle has begun on the central island, we yes. then use the transportation circle to transport or teleport. Do I keep saying transportation? Teleportation circle, whatever. Teleport those bodies. Are we able to do that? Like, is that something spell wise that is a requirement? So you would need someone to cast the teleportation circle spell from the central island in order to link the portal to the circle that you're going to have in this scenario created on the eastern island. So someone would need to be there to cast that spell. Remember, the casting time is one minute. But then what it is, is it opens up a portal. So at that point, it's, you know, you have some folks there ready to huck bodies through and you have six (laughs) seconds to do it. And so as many as you manage to get through. Couldn't say it better myself. Uh, But yeah, so the portal would be open for approximately six seconds. Uh, And if you ask Mirko about why it's so specific, he just says, I don't know, everything in the world works in six second increments. And uh, uh, so, so yeah, that's how that would, that's how that could work. But once they are dead, they are they are, this is awful, I realize, but like in terms of magic, they are classed as inanimate objects, right? So you can do what you could with an object with a body. Oh, horrifying. Yeah, it occurs to me that like saying that is very dangerous with you all, but anyway. So, okay. Don't lump us all into Bizdira. That's not yeah. <laughs> No. So what if we make it a little bit more um, efficient by using a bag of holding oh. and when it's full, 
tossing that through the portal. I, it's a thought. This is the worst thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Is it, Kit? <laughs> I mean, the probably worst? not, but it's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, that's fair enough. I will remind you before we continue on this line of discussion that a bag of holding can hold a maximum of 500 pounds and 64 cubic inches. So, six, sorry, 64 that, cubic feet. That means very little to me, but, you know, sure, that's fine. I, it's I, still, if we can get an extra five bodies through. That's like less than five people, I would say. Right, but still, like, that's a, that's a quick, like, four bodies through and then whatever people can chuck through. I have so many things to say right now. <laughs> so say them. <laughs> don't I, let me keep going, because yeah. it'll just get worse. Well, but here's the thing. We're stopping you for her, so I don't really know what to think. There's no... Okay, so first thing is... <laughs> Remember that one of our bag of holdings like looks like Santa's bag, so oh, like God. even more terrifying. Second oh, thing not is, not think of Krampus, 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 knock off Krampus, yeah. <laughs> party city Krampus. <laughs> <laughs> Second thing is, this just reminded me of, I realized the other day that I make large measurements in the size of my husband because he's six feet tall. So like I was, someone asked me like the size of a room and I was like, well, that's about six kids. And then I like measured, well, that's about three kids. And then I just multiplied it by, and then I was right though. I was correct. Anyways. I don't know if I should congratulate you for being able to measure that way or for doing that multiplication correctly, but congratulations. <laughs> I is bad at math. And then uh, the last thing, which is back on topic, what happens? Can the Allgorp only recreate people who are alive? So in the God. same vein as this Rian, oh my gosh, Kit's dying. Kit's uh, in the dying. same vein as, I just feel like it seems like it might be, if if we could bring it back as well, I feel like it might be a little bit better to be a Glorp person then. So, n- no, it needs sort of an, an active living brain, right? In order to be able to, I mean, I guess in theory, it could maybe create objects that are person shaped, but that have no like animation to them. But if you want copies of that person with their skills and abilities, the person needs to be alive. Because I think Bazira's point here is we want the fighters to be able to continue fighting after they die. Is that right? Yes. But it's like donating your organs, like create, like having your body be used in a way that is helpful in the long run. Right? It's like, like donating your body to science, only in this case, science is the fight. <laughs> right. B-Day. Exactly. The donating your body yes. to B-Day. Yes. Exactly right. Okay, so this is, I mean, all of this is possible. Here's what, here's what I will say we should, we should focus on right now is, are there other suggestions or ideas for where the permanent teleportation circle should be located? Because all of this is a, a fine idea, right, that can be worked upon then once Mirko has started the process. But right now, Mirko needs to know where he needs to start casting. Yeah, Kit? I had a suggestion. Please. I thought that it would make the most... <laughs> logical sense to put the permanent transportation circle on the western island because that's where we have like the primary like operations for our shipbuilding and you know the folks who are building the siege weapons and um and the well you know our healing <laughs> and the well <laughs> and the well <laughs> yes naturally so that's where all of our like 
preparatory stuff is happening. So I think that it would be useful for us to be able to like retreat back to that area and, you know, have access to all of those things. In addition to the fact that we will be fighting probably in the midst of elemental attacks happening on each of the islands and the fire elementals are the easiest to defeat with a tidal wave. So I think in terms of like protecting that space, that is probably um, one of the easier places. That's my pitch. (laughs) Okay, so we've got one for the east, one for the west. Also, do we know if the Lich would be willing to travel? Because that would make things easier. uh, And on that point, that just made me think that maybe the whole circle reanimate is not a connection because if the Lich is willing to travel, I think my preference would be that the Lich is with us on the central island. So you Um, all will very quickly remember, let me just remind you, that you asked the Lich already about coming with you to fight, and the big concern there is that if the Lich is not in the east, then the clone and that whole setup is unguarded, and if something happens to it, there's nobody there to potentially fix it. The Lich would be the only person that could fix it. Like, we couldn't... Ooh, can we have a Glorp Lich? Uh, no, because the Lich isn't living. Oh, right. Can we move the clone? No, unfortunately, because it's currently linked with the power of the Necromancy Key, which is drawing from that node. Can we move the node? No, can we make a bunch of kits with travel through trees? No, because I think they... No, because a Glorp kit can't cast uh, travel transport through plants. Too it's, high. It's too high of a spell. Yeah. I I, yeah. I wasn't sure how, what level the spell yeah, yeah, yeah. was. I knew there was a cutoff. Well, shit. But we don't have to decide that right now. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, yeah, right now we want to look at... Okay, so are there other thoughts specifically about either placing the circle on the eastern or western island, or is there another location? Flick, what you got? I've got a thought about the eastern island. We talked about perhaps asking the world below if they wanted to learn some, like, nursing and healing and stabilizing abilities. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that was something that I know was brought up. I... That's just another kind of thing to throw onto the pros for the Eastern Island being a possible location for that. Okay, and in that case, we would we would probably want it down below. Where or at they... least close to, because I mean, okay. I think some of them will probably come up to the surface, but I think if the majority of the people would, it just depends on what they're taking the temperature of that I mean, they would group certain, of people. Sure, they would certainly be willing. I mean, if nothing else, you know, if you put it either real near an access point above or below, that's going to be easy access and actually sort of, you know, if it's below, not everybody has to go up. If it's above, it's close enough that they can go up and come back down if they want. So that's definitely an idea. I do like the idea of it potentially being below, which I didn't even think, like I was picturing it had to be on the, mm-hmm. the surface. Like I like the idea of it potentially being below in the case of the beast comes back we can't win, that's where we end up going because we can assume that there's going to be some protection from the beast because people lived through the beast's attack down yeah. there before. Right. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. All right, so those are our three. I don't I mean, <laughs> I don't think we want any more options, but if someone is dying with one. Um, otherwise, I think those are your those are your three. Uh, above ground in the east, below ground in the east, or uh, in the west. My instinct is healing is going to be what we need more than anything. Is that? Does everyone agree with that? Healing and reanimation because I'm kind of stuck on that. <laughs> I know you're stuck on that. <laughs> I mean, let's think about, I, I think I think one way also to help make the decision is figuring out what happens in the places that don't get it. So if we don't put it in the West, 
then you have ships and siege weapons that are being built out there. You all can get there very easily. What do you not get in the West if you can, if you don't have an easy way to bring folks to that island? I mean, the way that I see it is that like we have a year to build these ships and get them to... My guess is more the southern island as a starting off point if we're going to be taking Glorp and Glorp bombs, right? Okay, so let's answer the, the question then about the circle. What do we not get if it isn't on the western island? We don't get the easy elementals. We don't get the right. easy elementals. Okay, Yeah. great. And what else? Could we, since we have a year, the benefits of what we would be looking at from the eastern island, could we move those resources over to the western island? So then we are, we've got access to weapons, we've got access to any additional ships. All of the nurses, is what I'm going to call them, will be in the tunnels. Um, we can have the tunnels set up, so then we get kind of the best of both worlds. The only thing that we wouldn't get is the uh, reanimation. So that's definitely a possibility. Some of, uh, you know, adding to the world below, some of the kobolds have some first aid capabilities and that's where Aryx's and this we're not touching on this today but this will probably be a future episode that's where Aryx's healing potion factory is also going to be so we could send people who aren't dead yet and keep them alive to come because I don't think this is a one day long fight so we could send no. them sure back to TLR get them healed up and then they could come back still being alive rather than donating their body to science but then it's rather magic but yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah I think that's a good point right is to remember also we're we're doing these plans on a large time scale and you know when the beast returns it's not going to be months time scale but it's it's going to be days or potentially a week or two so so yeah i mean there will be other ways that you can transport what whoever doesn't get the circle right so are we how are we feeling about this then i think my vote is the west if we okay. if we can transport everything else if we can transport uh-huh. everything else that we, is not on that island over there besides maybe the lich the or lich and, and the, the reanimation yeah. and abilities yeah. That's probably it. Okay. Does that feel good for everybody? Mm-hmm. Marco sure. says, because we're playing D&D and there are NPCs here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, the Allglorp, assumedly, but maybe not. Yeah, well, when I say Marco, I always a little bit mean the Allglorp. Um, True. Yeah, I mean, as long as, like, if, if people are willing, if folks from the Eastern Island are willing to come to the surface, then I assume that they would be kind of willing to travel a little bit more. Oh, yeah. And frankly, yeah. if you tell them they're going to be in tunnels, you probably get more of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. More like, you only have to be outside for a little bit. It's yeah. Not okay. even that. If you all will, uh, once the teleportation circle's done, you could just take them straight there. <laughs> That's, that, that is fair. That is fair. Okay. Oh, so I'm hearing yeah. Western Island. Mirko is ready. Uh, you know, you all will have to just take him with you next time you go to TLR so that he can set up shop there and start that process just so that we know just so he knows uh, you would like them to be in the cobalt tunnels would you like them to be near the Arcanium somewhere more central where would you like the circle on the western island my first thought was in the um in the hall where we did the trials uh-huh. in the cobalt tunnels because it's a very large space and you can set up like a like a hospital type thing in that space. Does that seem my first thought was thought. directly outside of the tree that like gets us down. Okay. So we could have abilities both above and be able to get down below very quickly. Um, I will say that entrance for what it is worth, that entrance that you're referring to is is pretty close to that amphitheater part of the tunnels. Um, and you all have would ha- amphitheater, I guess, is not right because it's underground. But you know what I mean. And you all would have time. You know, the 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 kobolds would also have time to build and excavate slides body slides yeah totally 
Uh, I mean, in theory, yes. If that was a thing that would be helpful, sure. That's the thing they could work on as part of this project. So do we like that? Other thoughts? Go ahead, Kit. The kobolds are open to us doing this. Oh, yeah. I figure you all have had chats with, with folks. And, and the the kobolds and pretty much anyone who you, you know, who you had a conversation about, like, putting an unlocked door in their home, right, is is mostly fine with it because, but, but their, their condition, right, is that nobody ever outside of the five of you and Mirko ever gets to know that sigil sequence. Right? Like they would, the kobolds in particular, like, will excavate you a little room that, like, will be secure in a way that, you know, spellcasters can't just walk in and study the circle on the ground, right? They want that key as protected as possible. Are we able to remove the circle when this is all over? Yeah, I think that's definitely a thing that can be done. Okay. Okay. Any other details about Mirko and the teleportation circle, or is that one checked off the list? Check. Great. Hey everybody, your friendly neighborhood dungeon master DM Jazzy Hands here with a few mid-show announcements. First of all, if you're enjoying the episode so far, it would be euphoric if you could pop on over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you get our podcast from and leave us a rating and a review. We had so much fun reading those at the end of last season. We don't have any yet for this season, so hopefully soon. Next up, our Patreon reminder, that's patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge, where you can get access to all kinds of cool stuff, like early access to certain episodes, we're going to be doing our best to release all of these interim in-between season episodes a day early for patrons. So that has gone from a monthly perk to hopefully a twice-monthly perk. So that's a cool thing that you get. Uh, character sheets for the PCs and much more. Of course, you're also supporting several other content creators across the Patreon sphere through our Patreon at Forward program. All good stuff. Right now, I do want to take a moment to recognize some of our awesome patrons and thank them for that support. Thank you to our Heralds of Denier, Shimigangat, Tanya, and Ark, to our honorary party member Seven, and to our Shimmerscale tribe leaders Eugenio, Eliahu of Merc Grove, Lisa Diane Mercado Etheridge, and Harmony Bat. If you want to join these awesome folks in helping us to be able to fund a really awesome season 10, and, uh, you know, get shoutouts on the show every week, hop on over to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge and become a patron today. Enjoy D&D video games, but don't have dozens of hours to dump into another giant RPG? Well, have we got the game for you. Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms is a set-it-and-forget-it idle game featuring tons of your favorite characters from Forgotten Realms lore and from contemporary popular D&D stream shows. You can get more information on the game at CodenameEntertainment.com or on Twitter at at IdleChampions. And when you start playing, use the Electrum Chest Codes found every week in our episode notes to get gems, gear, and other power-ups all for free. Enhance your characters and defend Faerun with TLR and Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. We want to thank BattleBards, Scott Buckley, and Kevin McLeod for the music you hear on our show. You can find their collections at BattleBards.com, ScottBuckley.com.au, and in CompTech.FilmMusic.io, respectively. As always, you can, of course, also check the episode notes if you want specific track names, artist names, and links to those tracks. If you ever get adventures, character options, new monsters, or really anything at all from the DMs Guild or from any of the drive through family of websites, be sure to use our affiliate links that you can find on our website or in our episode notes when you shop at those sites so that TLR gets a portion of your purchase. It's like Amazon Smile, but make it D&D. 
We also want to thank D&D Beyond for their support of our podcast and for being generally amazing in every way possible. If you aren't already a D&D Beyond fan and user, go check out their services at dndbeyond.com. You won't regret it. Fancy a little more last refuge in your life? Dream of waking up to a cup of glorp and a relaxing puzzle sesh with Flick? Or maybe you just want to rep your favorite podcast during your morning run with a TLR t-shirt and water bottle? Well, your dreams can be a reality if you go to bit.ly slash TLR merch store, all lowercase, right now. Our merch store is fully stocked with all sorts of TLR goodness, and we're always on the lookout for ideas for new products. Visit the store, pick something out, and be sure to take lots of pictures and tag us on social media media. Last thing, just a real quick reminder, we're going to be back with our next episode in two weeks, so look for it on Wednesday, August 17th. All right, that's all we got this week. Stay safe, stay healthy, fight racism where, when, and however you can, and happy gaming, y'all. Since you're there, the All Glorp brings up the plans for the Global Glorp Early Warning System, uh, which I wish was a better acronym, but it's not. Um, so we should just flesh out those plans. The basics of it, just to get them out one more time, is that you all are going to take Glorp folks and put them in con- uh, population centers in order to let folks know when an elemental upheaval is about to happen. Now, one thing we haven't talked about in a while, just because we said it originally and I don't think we've said it since then, is the actual warning system is Uza, right? So we need a Glorp person in the Western Island Arcanium with Uza at all times who can then alert the other Glorp creatures when she is like, something bad is currently happening in the future. Yes. Great. Okay, so uh, first big question that the Allglorp wants to know is where they're going and how many you really need. So we need four on the Western Island, maybe five on the West. Okay, where, like, are, they, where are they positioned? One with Uza, potentially one above ground with the Guardians. Okay. One with the Kobolds, one with the Yuanti, and then one with the Orcs. Those okay. are all the main population centers. Okay, that's easy for Western Island, so that starts us with five. Okay, uh, let's hop over to the east. What do we need in the east? At least two. Okay. Because one one to be with the, the Lich and the Arcanium, and one to be underground. Okay. Correct? I would even argue maybe three for underground, one for each level of the world below because right. you got yeah, no, upper middle fair. and lower mm-hmm. yeah so maybe that's just if he if the if, if the all glorp can spare that you know if, if, if this is just a numbers game then yeah i think three is probably safest hey good yeah. memory of the layout of the world below take inspiration oh like. thank you oh, yeah. i have it but thank you well, so much we can create objects right Glorp objects you can i don't think you would be able to i don't think the all glorp would be able to create really complex mechanisms? I'm thinking like some smaller form of a sending stone, something like that, where we, the four of us, and maybe like Fiona get like necklaces. So wherever we are, it like goes off and goes like something bad's about to happen. So we also have the update if we're not, if we don't happen to be in one of these hubs. So it's more, it's less about communication and more about like a warning system of like, like what our phones all do when they go off and everybody gets terrified. Right. Okay. So what, uh, so the, the Oglorp wouldn't be able to replicate magic items, which we've seen like when Bizdira got replicated, right? Mm-hmm. But what could happen is whichever, whoever, you, whatever Glorp person is placed in the Western Arcanium with Uza can 
could be a spellcaster glorp person who can cast sending and let, you know, start a chain, uh, like a, a phone ch- phone tree of notifications to you all non-glorp people. I mean, the four of you will likely be together most of the time, yes? Assumedly, yeah. So, you know, but one of you can get the news. there are moments where we won't be, yeah, so. Yeah, well, so, so you know, they can, they can let one of you know, and if you all aren't together, then you can sort of figure it out from there. But I think that's the version of this solution that the Allglorp can actually manage. Okay. Okay. All right. So we've got five on the Western Island, four on the Eastern Island. Are any going North or South? I think we had discussed South as not being necessary because of how they were taking care of the air elementals on the South Southern Island already. Yeah. That Mm -hmm. seems to have been working okay. Plus everyone on the Island, except for you all is already connected to the Glorp anyway. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I do think there should be at least one on the north. And if it were only one, it would be like, we tell everyone in the north, like, you need to live in this specific town. Mm-hmm. This is what it is. Yeah, okay. I think there needs to be a little bit more organization, whether it's on whether it starts with us going up there and kind of checking in on how they're doing, whether there is any sort of um, like organization of people at all, or if they're still kind of roaming around nomad-like. But I think at least one just... But where to put it would be the question. Right. Yeah, I mean, last time you all were up there, you hadn't seen people since mm-hmm. you fled the cave after episode 200 and the weird dream. Right. And I don't think that any of us really care about the devils that are... I assumed it was just for the people in the cave <laughs> and yeah. anyone other survivors. Okay, so yeah. so then, I don't know. I mean, there's a few options, right? You could send a somewhat hardier glort person who's going to go seek out people to notify of what's going on and give the warning to. You can have them in a spot that feels central. I mean, I, I don't know. What do you, how, how many do you want to send and where do you want them to go north? My instinct would be one living in a town, like maybe that town that we went by that needs to get definitely cleaned up because there were like bodies outside of it. Oh yeah, it's. Um, I mean, it was proof looked up, but yeah, okay. Um, and then with that could also be the offer of, hey, things are slowly getting better here, but they're not great yet. So if you would like to go to any of these other islands, you can do so. Oh, that's interesting. That was my thought, is inviting them elsewhere okay. and so they don't have to stay there. All right, so it sounds like one person for that, one glort person for that. Because we are going to need at least one person there for the whole everyone holds a key when the beast comes out stuff. So well, right. The other thing I will say is the Northern Island is the least accessible to the most people and you I mean so the more Glorp people that are up there the more often you're going to need Glorp supply runs too so starting at mm-hmm. one feels manageable. Okay. Okay. The Eastern Island, obviously, we talked about before, already has sort of a system for Glorp supply. Uh, The Western Island will eventually, once the teleportation circle is done, and in between, you all are, since that is, it's not necessarily your primary base of operations, but it, it is the island where the most different things are happening. So I assume you all will be there often enough that you can sort of help resupply that to the West. I do have a question. We have a year, and I know trees don't grow very fast, but could we potentially be planting trees closer to some of the places that you so cruelly did not give us trees? (laughs) So the problem there, again, is as you say, they do not grow very quickly, and I believe the tree has to be a certain size before it works with that spell. And I just don't know that you're going to get a 
sapling to large size in 14 months. If everyone, especially Kit, is okay with this, I think I would still like to do this for the future because we are going to have a future. And that's what Bria says every time that we scoop some soil and put a little sapling in. She goes, this is for the future. We're going to have a future. (laughs) Now I'm like checking. I'm like, do I have any spells that will make something grow? Plant growth or something? This is very Fern Gully vibes. Oh, I have have plant growth. Yeah, which unfortunately just makes like difficult to rain overgrown or gives like double yield for crops but I don't think actually encourages a single tree to grow to a large size useless what if we sing to it alright so as you are finishing up the meeting about the glorp creatures uh, as Bria always does she says let's go plant a sapling uh, for the future but the all glorp stops you and says okay 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 but we I guess Mirko is speaking for the all glorp there are a few more questions Uh, you know the first is what exactly is you know what what are we just warning does do these glory people just start screaming elementals whenever Uza <laughs> sees one coming what is the actual procedure by which uh, they have to they have to adhere Get, why me <laughs> because you have the elemental knowledge yeah but that doesn't have to do with yelling okay. at people to go yeah. into their homes yeah, so the, no. the first question is like what's so, okay so the warning system is is what what are they doing when Uza tells the one in the Arcanium hey something's coming are they are they alerting civilians are they alerting fighters are they going to fight themselves are they you know we're ta- let's start broad so I would assume would try to help take care of the elemental issue? I would actually argue not so that we don't have to keep sending new, just in case they uh, dissipate, if you will, just Mm -hmm. so that we don't have to keep sending new ones. But that's just, I mean, I guess if we are sending Glorp supply anyway, I guess that's kind of I don't know, moot. Yeah, I am literally seeing them as what were those things called? Bullhorns? Um, the like emergency warning system. Oh, like air, during... like air siren, air raid siren yes. type thing. That's how I picture. Is literally okay. like just like a big loud noise comes out. Well, that's and... yeah. I mean, do we give them like going back to that horn instrument type? idea that I had episodes ago. (laughs) Like, do we give them gigantic, like, kind of uh, shell-like horns that they go, oh, or like, I don't know. Or, or we just copy you so everyone has thaumaturgy. I had thought about that, too. That would be kind of fun. It's scary to me, but I mean, sure. (laughs) Um, Do they get a broom? What is the goal, right? Are we just warning people that elementals are coming, or are we actually trying to stop the elemental attacks? I mean, I think it's both. I think Mm -hmm. that it is a warning system so that civilians and non-fighters go mm-hmm. away, hide, turn off your fires, whatever, and then the fighters prepare so that they're not mm-hmm. caught unawares. So then do we want any of the Glorp people to be part of the fight? Because if that's the case, then we need to know what is going to be more efficient in taking care of elemental issues. Like, Tidal Wave. I don't think that the warning people should be a part of the fight. If we want to send separate Glorp people to take, like, that are prepared specifically with specific spells or whatever like Kit did at the beginning, then that's it. But it's not, it, I don't, I think that the warning people are, are bold people, but right, should be, that's, yes, that's- they're, right, they're uh, objects. Yeah, yeah okay. that is their job okay. is as alerts. Okay, does that feel right? And then, and then, you know, we've talked about, well, on the Western Island, everybody knows that when the warning goes off, you douse your fires, right? And, and 
well, I, you know, I guess as the year goes on, we'll figure out strategies for the other ones. But the warning system that we're dealing with now, does that sound right? Do these 10 Glort people just need <laughs> a conch shell and a big lungs? You know what I mean? Like, is that the extent of those 10 people's job? Uh, yes. yes. I think so, yeah. We're all nodding. Sure. We're not all nodding, but yeah. <laughs> all right. So that's easy enough. Now, I think to Bizdira's point, right, you're saying that you would probably also like there to be Glort people to help in the defense of the upheavals? Is that what I'm hearing? Well, yeah, because, like, in the state of the Western Island, obviously Tidal Wave was really efficient for that. Now, if we don't need it, because all we need to do is douse any current fires, then that's fine. But in places where, like the eastern island where it's all earth elementals and there's no quick way of getting rid of it having more people on hand that have a uh, damage type that affects the earth elementals more would be more useful than just having you know running and hiding or having whoever you know I will say also, I mean, I can't believe that I'm actually advocating for the cloning of my own character, but the, <laughs> uh, I mean, I have a lot of thunder damage and earth elementals are vulnerable to thunder damage. So I don't know if that's something that, you know, at least for the Eastern Island, their supply of all Glorp army or whatever could be at least a few of me. I don't know. That's just mm-hmm. a thought. Maybe again in those central places. I just think that right. they should be separate. There should we can have flicks or whatever fighters, but they should be separate from two the separate system. functions yeah. of right. those okay. people. Well, so in that case. Uh, I think what the Allglorp through Mirko says is that we're going to go ahead and as you all are moving about, we're going to go ahead and work on getting the 10 warning system people out. And then, you know, we can clone whoever, we can figure out the defense part, but the warning is easy and should probably happen now because, you know, there's already reports that there was another incursion on the southern island, which is good because they can deal with it relatively easily. But, you know, Mirko will tell you through the, or the Allgroup will tell you through Mirko, like, they're getting stronger. We can still handle them. It's not a problem. But we have noticed a definite uptick in both numbers and strength. So let's get the warning out so people are safe and then we can reinforce the fighting part, you know, as we as we go. Does that sound acceptable? Yes. Yes. So with those two issues figured out, you all head back above ground to plant a new tree, and that is where we're going to leave it for this week. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. Be sure to listen in two weeks to hear all about how the party reaches their next adventuring level. I was going to say yes. level 13, but Flick will be 12. <laughs> <laughs> you can reach out to the TLR team by leaving us a podcast review or by dropping us a line on Twitter and Instagram at, at DND Last Refuge. That's at D, the letter N, D, Last Refuge. And if you've got more than 280 characters to say to us, you can also email us at DND Last Refuge at gmail.com. If you want to know more about us as players, access our Patreon, see some awesome fan art, and get links to other streams and podcasts where you can see us playing even more D&D, you can go to our website, www.dndlastrefuge.com. As always, I want to thank Robert Hupp, my story consultant for this campaign, and of course, all of you for listening. I am your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Bizdira, Kit, Bria, and flute. Happy gaming, y'all. Never cared for that birthday song. (laughs) 
Okay, we're playing D and D now. I'm sorry. I, I also just don't like people singing "Happy Birthday" to me. And on that's my birthday what Bazira said on her birthday as yes. the group tried as to celebrate. Tried to sing her she was like, because time has passed and put her mask down, clicked her heels, and bolted out of there. No, I tied your Buckle! legs up first. I definitely tied your legs up first. Uh, no, with the magic invisible rope that we have created. Don't be be careful. I'll cast Otto's irresistible dance on you, Bazira. I have inspiration. What's my save? He's um, so frustrated. I'm just waiting for a break where I can hop uh-huh. in because this is all going to bloopers. So 